Welcome to Hamstrings and Heartstrings, where running is great. Except when it's not. I'm Ellie. (laughs) If you all could see the little thing that Ellie does when she says, I'm Ellie, she does this little finger point thing. I'm Ellie. (laughs) Um, I'm Chris. I just need people to know. I'm Chris, not Ellie. But I still want to be Chris someday. (laughs) Someday, all of this could be yours, Ellie. (laughs) I can't wait. And I'm, as long as summer cooks for me, that's fine. Oh, uh, she made um, something today. I actually listened. Oh, I can't wait to see what? She made something today called a shake shushka or something. I don't know. Oh, with the eggs and the, yeah. the like tomatoes. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've seen that. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. I actually listened to our podcast, of course, like our last week's podcast, accidentally twice. Accidentally. Because I listened to it once. On Thursday, because I like to see how we're doing and where I can improve how I speak. Yeah. And, um, but then this morning I was doing a long run and, um, I changed to our podcast because I thought that it would be deleted already, but it wasn't deleted. And so I changed to our podcast thinking, did I not listen to it? I couldn't remember. And then a couple minutes in, I was like, wait, no, I have listened to this one, but I was doing a long run this morning that had, um, some 15 second surges. And so when I'm sort of trying to focus on that, I just was like, eh, I'll just listen to it again. And so I listened to it again and I was like, yep, I still want to be Chris. <laughs> when did we, did we say anything revelatory the second time? Did it, did it like, um, like when you watch those movies, like, um, say inception or something where you watch it the second time, you get more meaning out of it. Um, well, I definitely want to eat some of your bagels at some point. <laughs> I am going, but I also did not work on my breathing. Like I thought that I was going to oh, see, see, I well because you're doing a hard workout. You got to do it on your, oh yeah. I guess if you were doing your long run, that's the time to do it. Um, well, cause our, sometimes our long runs, I feel like every other week. That's kind of how John, the coach that writes our schedule, like every other week, our long run will have some like 15 second surges in it. So like this morning, for example, like let's just talk about running right now. Um, for this morning, for example, we had um, an hour and 50 minutes and then we do, you do 50 minutes easy and then a 15 second hard stride every three minutes till the end. So I wasn't exactly thinking about my breathing. I was just sort of thinking about remembering to look at my watch to when every three minutes would go. And then I would try to go a little faster. Yeah. Yeah. I by the that. end, I was so tired. Like right now I, it's Sunday night. And so on Sundays, it's kind of a long day. So I have to wake up at five twenty to get my run in before I go to work um, all day. And then I get home and today I got home and I wanted to do a little bit of meal prep. So right now I'm like tired, but a good tired, but it's just Sundays are a long day. It really is like an endurance day, I guess you'd call it, but still good. Good feeling. Yeah. 520 is rough. Next week. It shouldn't be that early because I told my boss when, uh, like when she asked if I could work on the weekend, um, about uh, over a month ago, like 
I, it, it was fine because um, we weren't, didn't, our runs weren't that long and I wasn't really training at all much. Like, so I could adjust and move runs around because it didn't really matter. But now I was like, um, our long runs are just going to get longer. And is it, is it okay if I come in a little later on Sunday? Like I can still work. I just, and so, yeah, she was nice. So she gave me an extra hour next week. So 620. Dang. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's sleeping in. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't even want to tell you what time I woke up today. I would like to know because <laughs> then I'll know that when I am Chris, what time I'll wake up. Well, so I, I did wake up at about 645. Um, but I just went pee and then went back to bed and I woke up at 9.45. Do you ever like have to pee, but it's like, so say you're getting up at six and you have to pee, but it's like 5.35 and you're, and you're just like, I just like turn over and I'm like, nope, not moving. Like I got to get up in a half an hour anyway. I don't want to get up and then go back to bed and then, or it'll even be worse. It'll be like 15 minutes and I'll be just like. Oh no. And then by the time I get up, I'm just like in pain, <laughs> but I'm like, Nope, screw that. I'm not getting up. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm there. Trust me. I'm 41. I always have to pee. So that's <laughs> um, more things to look forward to. Yeah. But yes, that is a thing. Like you just, no, I'm not getting up. Sorry. I'm just gonna, I'm going to work through this. We got this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> work through this yeah but that's why that's why this morning i was like i was like no i'm going back to bed and uh i don't know what happened i just kept on sleeping because uh, you know i my, mean i wouldn't get up if i didn't have to yeah i don't know this whole um corona isolation thing is really man i'm uh, ugh, it is messing my schedule I don't know. I got to do something to get back on my regular schedule because as of right now, like I'll go to bed quote at like 11, which is late for me. And then I'll be like, Oh, I'm just laying here, not doing anything. So then I'll like listen to some music or put on a podcast or like last night I listened to Ben Gibbard, um, do an hour of Beatles covers. So that was really fun. Um, and what else? Uh, I edited a little bit of running inside out. Um, and got that out today. So I, oh, there's yeah. a new episode. Yeah. I just, just dropped it like right before this. Oh, good. Yeah, with because, the, well, I don't know if I'll be able to, cause I'll need to listen to it. I don't know if I'll be able to put it in the news show for the trust collective this week because I could film that tomorrow morning. I'll do my best. We'll see. It's with uh, the guys from We Run the Desert podcast in Arizona. So, oh. so that was kind of neat. Is podcast interviewing a podcast? Whoa, it's like crazy. Yeah, like double trouble. Yeah, it's like chocolate. Uh, it's like chocolate and chocolate chips together. Were you comparing <laughs> your setup? We, you know what we did? Oh, we we did. We had a little bit of shop talk, a little bit. Oh, nice. <laughs> But it was fun. Um, it was cool getting to chat with them, you know. Um, it didn't go quite the way I thought it was going to go. It was a little bit different, you know. I think I think if we were to do it again, you know, because we were just getting to know each other, so we were talking about a lot of things like that, you know, p 
people do when they get to know each other rather than like a planned, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to hit this bullet and that bullet and this bullet, you know, uh-huh. we're going to talk about these running stores or these running groups or these races. It was more like just kind of off the cuff kind of stuff. And it was good. What style of podcast do they have? Do they interview or do they just talk? Yeah, to each other? they sort of, uh, they interview. So they, it's though they're two hosts and then they have guests on the show. Famous or local? Um, I think sort of both. Um, they try to focus on the local community, but um, their local community has people like Jamil in it, you know? So yeah. So two episodes uh, ago, Jamil Curry was on there just talking about uh, Aravapa running and how they're handling sort of the um, lack of races and, you know, his creativity and all that. So they do focus on, like, community stuff, but I think – you know, when you're in Arizona, you're in Phoenix, you, there's um, some famous runners there. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So it was fun. Like Rochester, you know, a couple famous runners. Yeah. And it was a guy named Chris and uh, Jeremy. And so two running inside out episodes in a row had two Chris's on them. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Chris Patterson and then Chris Polito. So. See, now you know why I want to be Chris. There's just so many opportunities. Just has a lot going around, yeah. Yeah. And I and I even told them all about you. So there's that. And I said, uh, you might have heard her as the girl that won the race and took the overall men's prize. And they were like, Yeah, I totally heard about that. That's savage. So (laughs) Savage. (laughs) I I have a shirt that I got ironically. That says it's like a crop top. Well, sort of a crop top. It's only a crop top because I have such a long body. It wouldn't be a crop top on a normal person. But it says like savage on it. And it's just like the greatest thing. And I sometimes wear it like to work <laughs> at the gym when I work at CTV Fresh and inside the gym. And it's just like the greatest thing because like all the old people don't know like how to take it. And then everybody else who knows who I am just laughs. Cause like, I don't really come off as a savage. No, no. But you got those ripped abs and you're just flaunting them at the old people. Oh yeah. 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 Powered by scones, abs by scones. <laughs> Expired food. Uh, yeah. So, um, that was good. That went out today. I didn't do much else other than that. I did a lot of lazing about. We watched national treasure two last night. Oh, yes. Was it, were you who I was talking to about this? How oh, That's a great movie. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. National Treasure <laughs> is a great movie. National Treasure 2, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, you're like, yeah. and then they like sort of say that they're going to have another one, and I've been waiting for like 10 years for another I, one. I think what's going to happen is it's going to be a series on Disney+. Plus. I think, uh, I think they're going to do a series, a National Treasure, but it's not going to have our boy Nick Cage in it, so... Well, then it's trash. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do, but yeah. Did you hear that Nicolas Cage is actually going to be in like a uh, mockumentary or documentary and he plays the Tiger King guy? Oh my goodness. I know. I'm like, Nicholas. He's amazing. He does he does amazing movies and amazingly bad movies. It's so yeah. fun. I listen to this um, bad movie podcast called The Flophouse. It's like the granddaddy of bad movie podcasts. They were like the first ones that ever did it. And they're writers from The Daily Show. Uh-huh. Um, and so they're, you know, they got some some comedy. And then the other guy, Stu, is just funny. 
uh, he um, lives in, they live, they were in New York City and now Elliot's over in LA, whatever. But long story short, they love Nicolas Cage movies, like, and they love Nicolas Cage. So every year uh, in December, they have Cage Miss. <laughs> and then, oh my and they, god and they watch Nicolas Cage movies it's pretty great yeah <laughs> so I think that National Treasure 3 we could do like a ultra runner style like so Nicolas Cage has stolen the Declaration of Independence once and now like Riley or Nicolas Cage needs to do it again and get an FKT <laughs> he's, he, they got to get they got to get from one side of the Washington DC to the other side as fast as possible you know yeah take <laughs> feel that declaration oh boy oh now you need to remind me around Christmas I definitely want to tune into that podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it's really fun they're they're good folks uh they just reviewed um oh when did when was the one I was just listening to? I, I, I listened to this last night too. That's the other thing. I shouldn't listen to podcasts late at night because then I don't remember them. It's not it's not good, you know, because you're just like at that point your brain's not saving stuff. It's just garbage. Yeah, I just find one with a good voice. So like I used to do yours, but I think that that's disrespectful now because we're actually friends. So <laughs> now I do Michael Gervais. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how to take that out <laughs> now now we do, now I do well it doesn't matter it's moot point now I go for Michael Gervais he's like a sports psychologist uh what's it called the great something I don't even know but um he has a great voice and uh so I just lull myself into dreamland with Michael Gervais I, I just I'm so confused right now <laughs> Uh, so Chris, how was your running this week? It was actually really good until uh, I submarined uh, today's run by staying up way too late last night. So, um, but my runs uh, during the week were really great. I did a, um, I did a first like real hard, like kind of worky workout ishy run that I've done in a while. I did a uh, a six mile uh, progressive run. That's so I started. I started at like nine and worked my way down to seven forty fives. So that was wow. Something. That's like two minutes. Yeah. So my sixth my six mile was a seven forty five. Progressive runs are hard. Yeah. Well, the key to them is to start out real slow. True. <laughs> true. You know what? Actually, I think the hardest workout is it's just the straight tempo. Yeah. It's just oh, it's killer. Well, what's well? What's your tempo run like a six fifteen? Right now, I could probably like should be around a six. Yeah, like I sort of did a tempo run on it was a broken tempo. So, um, on Saturday it was three miles and then two miles and then one mile each segment progressively faster. And I averaged a six minute mile. So yeah, I guess the thing is, is especially because it was cold. If it's the right temperature and I'm like warmed up significantly, then the first two miles aren't always so slow. But the thing that kills me is like the first two miles of the tempo is like me still warming up. So those are slower. And then the next two are like, and the next ones are like super fast. So it's just completely like not great tempo ish, but the ending pace is what I want. (laughs) So so what you're saying really is that you need to you need to get the get the engine going. That's all. 
I warm up for 20 minutes, but then it's just been cold. Like on Saturday, it was seriously like under 30 degrees. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just not ready for that. But it's okay because most of it, all my tempos are effort-based anyway. I just go for the what the effort feels like. And I try to convince my legs, like, no, this is okay. Let's go. <laughs> Giddy up. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, but anyway, straight tempo run, like 20 to 30 minutes, sometimes like 36 whole minutes. That's just hard. It's hard. It's mentally like you just got to ride that line. That's why the half marathon is my hardest distance. Well, yeah, because that's a straight, straight up tempo run. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So it was good, you know, like it was, it was just, it was a good run, you know. And uh, so I feel like, you know, I submarined today's, which kind of stinks, but I'm just going to, you know, hop back on the horse again tomorrow. Is submarining like a term? Should I know that term? I don't know. I, don't know. I guess submarining it, I mean, you go under, right? Like, I guess that's sort of it, right? So I, yep. I guess that's what it means. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't use phrases that I can't exactly describe. But no, I think that that's what it means, right? I sunk it, you know, like it went, you know. Okay, okay. Listeners, please comment back. <laughs> please, if you use the term submarining. <laughs> that also sounds like sandbagging. Like, oh, you submarine that one. Like, you know, <laughs> sandbagged it. Oh, I yeah. like it. Whatever you do, don't go to Urban Dictionary to try to see what it means. I'm sure that's nothing good can be. That's the site. Oh, that was the best in high school. No, more like middle school. <laughs> You're so young. It's so cute. Oh. <laughs> well, I can say that now because we're actually friends. True. It's <laughs> not disrespectful. I just really don't. I mean, I guess I, guess I should take it as a, a little. I mean... If it lulled you to sleep, you know, I mean, I guess that I might told be. You, it was comforting. I know, I know, I know, I know. But the part, the disrespectful part is what I'm trying to process <laughs> now. <laughs> we'll return to that topic next show. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. So, Chris, what are we talking about today? I don't know, 20, 20 minutes in, what are we talking about? <laughs> we can just keep going with Nicolas Cage. Man, he's so good. All right. I actually, I think we should uh, transition into our actual segment. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so everybody, I told Chris that I wanted to talk about the worst running decision we've ever made. And I got this idea. I believe what you actually texted me was, I have a topic that you're going to need to think about. <laughs> And and this was on like Wednesday, and you said I want to talk about the worst decisions in our life. Because <laughs> you were depressed. <laughs> I know what what a great thing to do to me all week. Okay, well, the next thing, Chris jumped off a bridge. <laughs> I'm I'm not. Uh, this this isn't a stressful enough time. Let me dig up the past too. Get <laughs> it all out there. I can be your therapist. Talk wonder, about it. I wonder why I'm not sleeping at night. All right, well, I got this idea listening to Des Linden on the All Have Another podcast with Lindsay Heim, and she said it was a good party game. And because we know that Des is the queen, I decided that I would take her knowledge and ask Chris what <laughs> the worst decision of his life was. But then, based on me decoding the emotions behind his text message... 
<laughs> which was, I was like, um, I take it back. It's a bad running decision. I take it back. Um, okay, Ellie, <laughs> I trust you. <sighs> so now we're doing the worst running decision. I'll start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've come to with it. So my worst running decision, actually, it's like my, there's a couple of them. But they all stem around this one topic, and that is when I run a race for the wrong reason. So that could be I'm injured. I am running a race to prove a point. I am running a race to do something that I think other people will think is cool. Or I'm doing a race because I am emotionally angry. I do not run well on anger. I, because that just means that the first five miles of the race, I will run very fast and then I will burn out. So, uh, I will talk about a couple of races where this has happened, where I run races for the wrong reason. So the first one is Naked Prussian, the 50 miler in 2017. I did not finish that race. I dropped at mile 40. And I, the only reason I ran that race was because I wanted to basically prove to not really to myself, but to everybody else that just because I hadn't run a race in a while or like all my training was on a treadmill that I could still bust out a 50 miler. And that was a lie. And I didn't have a very good time. And so, yes, that was a bad decision. The next one would be Twisted Branch in 2018, where I was both injured and I was having, so Mike Weldon and I had a little bit of a argument and it was very emotionally charged, at least for me. We're good now. He's cool. Love him. Part of my fam. But it was just not a very good environment then. I was not, I had, my ankle was basically injured, but I decided because I said I was running Twisted Branch. I was going to do it and somehow I was going to get through it. But then also I wasn't ready for just the emotions that came out and the rain and not having a headlamp. And that was a bad decision. And um, so, yes, those, that, that plethora of races and reasons are my worst running decisions. It's terrible. Sucks. Yeah. Don't run a race. Yeah, if you aren't really mentally there, yeah. or if you do, expect to do well. Well, at least in none of those you said, uh, you know, the wrong reason was for the swag. You know, there's, there's. <laughs> True, because I like extra shit. Yeah. So the swag isn't always. A, I'm like, damn it! I have to carry it home. <laughs> Oh, except though, so speaking of swag, so Finger Lake 50s, they're deciding on Wednesday if that's going to still happen. It's in it's on July 4th. And I was talking to Alex, the race director, and she was like, we might make it virtual. And I was like, oh, well, if I plan a really good route, I could take the course record. And she's like, yeah, you could take it from Sabrina, but you won't get a cow. And I was like, damn it, because they get this like, really awesome cow. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, that's the only reason I'd want to do the race. No, I'm what kidding. Is, I'm signed up for it. What is Finger Lakes 50s without mud and cow pies? You know, 
in order to do finger lakes virtual you have to like sit in mud like that you can't just do that on a treadmill or do it on the roads there's nothing else like there's there's no way to do that one virtual sorry it's true but i don't know we'll see what they decide on wednesday maybe they'll keep it and be like well in addition to mud you all have to stay six feet apart and don't touch anything and this is a self-supported race now so yeah and i mean there's no danger of letting out the cows if you're running virtually Maybe that's what you need to do. You need to run somewhere and let somebody's cow out. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay. Add that to my bag of tricks. So, All right. What's your running decision? So overall, in general, I think we've – actually, it's funny. We just touched on my worst running decision. Is has nothing to do with running at all. It has to do with where my head is at and the night before a run. And it's, it's this, Hey, everything's great. You know, I'm, I had three really good days of running. I'm going to stay up till 2am watching nothing on YouTube. And then I won't run tomorrow because I'll feel like crap all day because, you know, I stayed up all night doing nothing. Didn't get any sleep, got up too late. And now the day got away from me. And so I didn't run. That's pretty much. That's if I were to boil it down, that's the one that has uh, has bit me the most frequently and the hardest. So let's unpack this because so this past wait, week I I've didn't done, I didn't psychoanalyze yours, <laughs> but I that you signed up here we are. Um, so the past week I've done a couple of nutrition uh, counseling sessions with a couple people. And so I'm in the process, my mind is in the process of figuring out where people are, where they want to be, what they enjoy, and the process of how you get there. And so you like running and sleeping. And so where is the disconnect between, like, if you know you want to run tomorrow and sleeping feels good, where is the, what's stopping you from going to sleep and then just getting up in the morning and maybe automatically just going running? I don't know. Don't know. That's do, not a good answer. Do not. If I knew, man, if I knew. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like I consciously do this. It's not like I go, okay, time to challenge yourself, Chris. How little sleep can you get tonight? But it's, it's just always, it's something that I, I don't know. Things are going well. And so I, maybe I take for granted that they're going well. And I'm just like, whatever, I can, I can do whatever I want. You know, I don't know. It's a strange thing. I mean, if you're fine skipping running, then that's fine. No, I mean, see, I'm just wondering like what, what the, what, how do you keep yourself motivated in like, if, if we weren't in a quarantine. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, this is, it's not, um, I got no good answers for you. But um, I will say, however, that contrary to like maybe two months ago, I'm not okay with skipping today's run. I really feel like kind of like, a you know, a big dummy. So I'm like, well, yeah, you, you screwed that one up. So now I got to get on the horse and get out there tomorrow and I'm going to go to sleep nice and early tonight. I think probably, I mean, I always try with the best of intentions to go to sleep early, but it just doesn't, you know, so that's one of them. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, that's even happened before races. Like I just stay up all night or, you know, or I eat a big giant uh, bowl of garbage, you know, like you just do one of those things. Ever do that before a race? Just eat a pile of garbage. You know, that doesn't sound like a good idea. No, 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 I'm not. We're not talking about our best ideas here. (laughs) We're not talking about good ideas. We're talking about bad ideas. I mean, to be fair, like if you consider expired food garbage, I eat a plate of garbage every day. (laughs) No, no, your garbage is far levels above the garbage. Call me the garbage truck. (laughs) Um, And and so I would guess I would say the other bad decision, a a particular bad decision, I guess that I made was um, uh, trying to fuel Twisted Branch uh, primarily on fig bars. Let's discuss this because I've had this too. <laughs> Fig bars are really great. They're good. They're they, delicious. They're and they're they're easy to digest. One might say they might be a bit too easy to digest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're they're packed with nutrients. They got good sugars in them. Um, but yeah, that um, while I was well fueled, I also probably lost thirty to 40 minutes of that race in porta potties. So, um, JFK this past year. So the two fifty K's that I did over the summer, I fueled with these like, yeah, they're like fruit and like bars from all these. Like I get them, they're like 45 cents and they're basically like, yeah, like a fig bar like that. Um, and they worked in the two fifty K's. I mean, obviously I had some success. So I was like, all right, I'm going to bring a bunch of these to JFK and I'll eat those along with the other stuff on the course. Well, it didn't work. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I went to the bathroom like a lot and um, it was sometimes it was just not great because you can see for miles and there are people everywhere. And I just, you know, some people got to know me pretty well. And <laughs> So I've had that big, bo- like, I don't know. It's so strange that your body can just one race. It's fine. And then the next race, it's like, nah. So, yep. uh, I don't know how some ultra runners are like, I have, I know exactly what my nutrition is like, unless you like have eaten the same thing for like one, like two weeks before the race. And then you're hoping that that food doesn't interfere with your race food. I just, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't, the fig bar is, yeah, probably that's probably just a bad decision. Yeah, that was a bad decision. I mean, every aid station and then one not at an aid station. It was really, really a rough, rough go of it. Um, so, yeah, that's a bad one. Yep, yep. Have you ever um, made the bad decision of running in uh, a long race in brand new shoes? Have you ever done that one? Um, well, before the trials, I only ran in my Convaras once, but they were a shoe that I've run in so much that it didn't, I, it didn't really matter. Yeah. But not like a brand new shoe to me. No. Yeah. I've I've not had like, you know, the race, um, oh boy, I should have never wore these, but I have had the, Ooh, this is the wrong shoe for this race. I've had that quite a bit, you know? Like, uh, yeah, Ontario, Ontario summit, um, probably should not have worn a minimal trail shoe 
due to the nature of the <laughs> roots and rocks on that course. Um, I was or or like when you really want a shoe to work for you, but it just isn't. Just keep like half the athletes that try to be ultra athletes, and then they're like, "Oh, this isn't working for me. I'm not Zach Bitter." Um, <laughs> or like in 2017 on running, um, they are they were primarily like a triathlon shoe, but they're they're more into uh, running market now. Great shoe, but when they were just starting back then they sent me a bunch of shoes and gear and I was one of their athletes for that year. But I was just so uh, like happy and just kind of like overcome with like, you actually want me to be on your athlete team that like I forced myself to run in these shoes and they weren't terrible, but they just weren't good, like appropriate shoes for me. And then, but it's hard to be like, when you want a shoe to work so bad, and it doesn't, that's a bad decision too. Just trust your feet. Yeah, especially free shoes. It's really hard to turn down. I know. And also, of course, I have like my head in the clouds. Like, oh, of course, this brand wants to like come on with me. Of course I should take them. Where it's like, actually, you should, like if you actually like the brand, first of all, like if you actually wear the clothes, then you should think about it. Not like, oh, thank you for these shoes. Now I'll run for you and I'll wear them even if they don't work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, thankfully, I've never been forced to make such a terrible decision. Well, think about all the people that read Born to Run and wanted to run in five fingers mm -hmm. or all the people that really think, I mean, Ultra is a great shoe for some people. For other people like Casey Lichtai, she was sponsored by Ultra, but then she's like, these shoes actually don't work for me. So she switched back to Hoka. I mean, like people want, to run in those shoes and I understand, but they just don't work for some people. So it's not just elites. It's like everybody. Yeah. It's all of us. I'm sitting here staring at a wall of shoes, some of which I know don't work for me, but uh, they're going to stay there because <laughs> yep. I don't know, because they're there. They're a pair of shoes. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, I have this like catastrophe mindset that like, what if like all, I, all of my shoes, vaporize vaporize except those and then i gotta wear them i mean keep them mm -hmm. yeah well and if there's never if you can't buy another pair of shoes it's good to have a pair of bad shoes i guess maybe i don't know <laughs> i mean i i completely align with that thinking chris i think it's it's these thought patterns how we're in sync that's why this podcast is so on the top of the chart that's that's, that's right it's just it's simple we say what we say what other people are thinking ellie that's sometimes yes exactly the way they're thinking it too that's why it doesn't that's why it sounds really garbled and like <laughs> what did they say oh i thought that no it sounds garbled exactly i thought exactly that in my brain it sounds garbled because you're waiting until episode 25 to plug in your microphone that's why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm waiting. Actually, I'm waiting for the top tier Patreon members and then I will. Well, in the you know, that's putting sort of the cart before the horse or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what I'm trying positive strategy. I think, I think people should write in and encourage you to accept technical support from me. I think that's what they should do. They should encourage you to accept a little bit of help. From the slow, from the slow guy. All right. Well, let's schedule a time for technical support. Yeah, let's get some coaching, and then I'll talk to you about my submarining, my runs, 
And we'll, yeah. un- we'll unpack that while we do the tech support. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I think now is a good time for this uh, garbage truck of a show to transition to everybody's favorite segment. Save the show. Although we just did talk about the food segment. We talked about fig bars. Oh, God. And how nobody should eat them. All right. What All right, Nellie. Um, I've been eating a lot of burritos, and it's been really great. I call everything wrapped in a in a tortilla burrito, so it doesn't have to be Mexican. It's just anything. I just say burrito. Um, and I've made my own dressing in a uh, dressing sauce, whatever you want to call it, so I can dip my burrito in something, or I can put like smother the burrito. Um, so I've been doing that and my go-to easy dressing is really just like plain Greek yogurt and some, um, dried parsley, some garlic, granulated garlic and some salt. And then I thin it out with some water and pretty good sauce. Wait a minute. 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 You're putting garlic in yogurt. Like plain Greek yogurt. Think like sour cream. That's what it tastes like. Like plain Greek yogurt. Have you ever had plain yogurt? It's not sweet. Yeah, that's that's what I eat all the time. Plain Greek yogurt. Well, when I eat yogurt, I eat plain Greek yogurt. Yeah. So you can, how it's sort of like you can do sweet or savory. Garlic. Get on Pinterest, Chris. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Greek yogurt. And then you add some parsley and garlic and uh, some salt to taste little lemon juice little and if it's too thick you can thin it out with some water and it's beautiful (laughs) (sighs) not buying that one not buying it plus i mean you're dipping a you're dipping a burrito in yogurt maybe you maybe you are eating a wrap ellie maybe you are eating a wrap Maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe you're eating a Greek wrap with tahini. Is that what you're trying to get at? There we go. Like, think of like tzatziki. That's made out of yogurt. Do you like tzatziki? That's what I thought. Back up. Sort of. I'm right. Not really. Yeah. It's gross. That's what it is. Tzatziki is Greek yogurt dip. And this is the same thing. This is, I actually was trying to make tzatziki one time and I made this and I was like, actually, this is easier. (laughs) I don't like cucumbers. (laughs) Well, that's what I got. It called this a sauce. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm there. Okay, I go call ahead. it tasaki. <laughs> tasaki. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh, uh, that might be the first thing you've described to me that I didn't find to be appetizing. Um, but now that you're thinking about tzatziki, you're like, oh, actually, I do like this. Sort of. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of tzatziki. It's sort of. I use it sparingly. Sparingly, I'll eat just falafel straight up without a tzatziki, honestly. I mean, I'll do that too, but I do like to have the yogurt dip because falafels are dry. And then I get that like in my throat and I can't get out of it. Yeah, I get that. I can, I can understand. Okay, fine. Have it your way. That's just my hobo recipe of the week. So That's I right. bet that, you know what? I bet that'll be the one that all the listeners make the most. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, I'll try it. And then they're like, actually, this is super easy. It's super easy. <laughs> yeah. So is just Red Hot, you know. <laughs> Red, Red. 
Um, okay, so I re-upped my macro bars. Pretty exciting. I can now have uh, peanut butter, chocolate chip, and coconut almond butter and chocolate chip. Chocolate chips. Wow. Are, chocolate chips are an essential part of my go macro bar. Um, I don't think I. Oh, so I've been eating a lot of burritos this week. Breakfast burritos. Oh yeah, I've been making some killer ones of those. No sauce needed, just cheese and mushroom bacon. I bought a bag of uh, home fries, so now I did uh, eggs and home fries, and a um got these little uh, vegan sausage patties. So chop up the little vegan sausage crumbles and put those in with the home fries and the fried eggs. Not scrambled eggs, but fried eggs. Fried over hard and then chopped all up and put into the wrap. Wrap it up and then grill the wrap. Okay. So you put a little, put a little butter, grill the wrap, and sort of press it a little bit. You're selling it, selling yes. it. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> gotta get the closer. Come and on, then, gotta close. So then I do use a little bit of a dip, um, but the the dip has been um, this week. It's just been uh, ranch dressing and uh, mixed with Cholula. What's Cholula? That sounds Chalu- like a dog. <laughs> it's a hot sauce. Or chalupa, is that like a... That's a Taco, Taco Bell, Bell. thing. <laughs> so okay. it's like it's like a spicy, you know, it's it's Cholula. I don't know what, smoky, spicy it kind sounds of thing. Like, it sounds like a, like Spanish. It, it, it is, um, and it's got a wooden cap on it, so you know it's legit. Or it could be like the Spanish nanny. <laughs> Cholula. Cholula, come over here. Cholula going to steal your man. Um... <laughs> Uh, I've been doing breakfast burritos too, but my secret ingredient is I make mushroom bacon and it's huh. just adding that. It's a hundred percent. Describe mushroom bacon to me. So, um, a lot of people like to use portobellos and cut them into strips and then marinate those. And then you can either bake them or I, if I don't have much time, air fry them. Um, but tops has had like the button mushroom slices. They were like on super sale because they were getting mushroomy <laughs> and those are the perfect kind to use for mushroom bacon. And then I just will um, toss them with some olive oil, soy sauce, liquid smoke, maple syrup. Um, yeah, that's about it. Just toss them. I don't have any um, measurements and then I'll either bake them in the oven or I will air fry them. It's pretty hmm. easy. 15 minutes. Hmm. Yeah, and it's just like a little nice, like crunch, nice little like bacony flavor to the burrito. Gonna have to look this up, maybe. Minus the char. Minus the minus the pork carcass. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Pinterest mushroom bacon and also Greek yogurt dip. I don't know about that Greek yogurt dip. I understand. I eat, most of the time when I eat yogurt, it is sweet. Like, I get it. But this was a game changer because I hate sour cream. And they were like, if you don't like sour cream, try Greek yogurt. And I did. And then I was like, you can make yogurt savory? It's like when you're like, you can you can do savory oatmeal and you start putting eggs in there and you're like, dang, and like hot sauce. Yeah, it's just, oh. It's like a whole nother world. It's your palate. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to defend it, you know. <sighs> Well, there we go. Another one in the can. That was a long one for not really having too much direction. Well, you know, you get to talking. That's what happens. 
wrap it up. Bring us home. Tell us all the stuff. All right. You can follow us at Hamstrings and Heartstrings on Instagram. You can follow Chris at Running Inside Out on Instagram and Twitter. He just put out a podcast literally 30 minutes ago. And you can follow me at Gazelli or at Trail C on Twitter at The Trails Collective on Instagram. And you should also watch our YouTube channel because not only do we have a new show and interview series, we also have Coach's Corner with the incredible Jay Freeman. Do not miss this. It is fantastic. So, yes, everybody watch, do all those things. Like, subscribe, rate. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell two friends if you have two. Some people are lucky. They have two. So, yeah. And, um... This is Chris and Ellie signing off disrespectfully. <laughs> disrespectfully yours. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.